0: Hello everybody and
1: welcome to No Time To Grind, the podcast for the busy gamer. I'm Michael and as always, I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And Adrian. Hello. And welcome to the first podcast of 2018, brand new year, same old show. That doesn't sound exciting at all. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't no, but changed, is, but the world has. It is exciting because I've finally got a place, I've finally resettled and so we can get back into... The podcast that you know and love. This really has been like no time to grind for me lately. Um, the reason I'm saying this is because I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so I thought I'd just actually tell you as well, not just the listeners. Just keep us
2: updated. Just yeah. Like, just... How How are you? You know, I wanna I wanna know. How.
1: I'm good. Everything is starting to settle in. Finally, got all my furniture after waiting. A couple of weeks.
2: You Seriously, uh, you considered that you had been robbed?
1: Uh, not robbed, because I, I knew where it was, but for some reason it wasn't coming here.
2: Oh, okay. It, it had
1: been in Adelaide for like a week for no reason. Oh. Um, And then they had like half our stuff, but not all our stuff. And then they finally brought it. And I don't have a guitar stand anymore. <laughs> what? Why? They, it's been misplaced, I'm going to try and find where it is if they still have it, one of the companies
0: this seems um, this seems like a, like it's not that difficult to move everything completely <laughs> surely it's just like you put it in a truck you drive the truck, you take it out of the truck like that's what that's what you would think, but no because
1: quite often a moving company will not go one side of the country to the other only, like, the biggest names will do that. Smaller moving companies will do handovers to other carriers. And okay. And then that's where the problem lies. <laughs> well, that makes sense then, I suppose. But hopefully it will be all fine. I have all the important things. Um. And,
0: yes, got... how's it been going back in WA? It's going well. There's... There's plenty. I've also been moving, so I'm in a new space, as people on the stream may have already seen. And it's exciting stuff. Oh, your rumpus room. In my rump room. Oh. No, I I, you played the, the game room. of the Fortnite during the stream, didn't you? We did. We played. Uh, we played it. We played. Paradigm. But before we get on to the game, let's talk about some of the news that's been happening over the course of the beginning of the year. Hit me. Uh, we, let's start with uh, <laughs> something I think we're all excited for is the Dark Souls 1 remaster. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because it's going to the Nintendo Switch. Yes. That's that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Not any of the improvements like, matchmake- like the modern password matchmaking system and they're upping um, the... Invaders from four to six, I think. Like, the the amount of people you can have. It helps me play with you
1: guys, but I never cared for PvP in Dark Souls. Because uh, it was bad.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> because there were so many, like, ping issues.
1: There were ping issues. There was, like, zero balancing as to what opponent you would end up facing. Oh, okay. And you just end get up rolled. fighting the
2: strongest guy. I never did Dark Souls one um, multiplayer though because by the time I went on it, it was like dead. Yeah, not necessarily dead, but definitely not enough to just have an invader.
1: Um, And we played on PC, which was very
0: broken. Yeah, you had to connectivity. You had to download like people's mods, DS Fix and DS Connect or something like that. What's it called? Ah, got rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: I was excited when I first heard
0: this because I was like, oh, yes,
2: they're going to get like, the new, like, better, like hands down, better combat system from Dark Souls 3. But no, they're not. They're keeping the same combat system. It just looks better. It's just enhanced so, visuals. Um, they're going to yeah, have the DLC. And honestly, I'm disappointed by that. I think they should have gotten the Dark Souls 3, uh, like, the current engine. Maybe it's an engine. Maybe it's just timing mean, i don't know what it it is exactly but in my opinion coming from i entered the series via bloodborne so i'm like wow dark souls 3 combat's so good and dark souls 1 combat should be illegal
1: in some countries <laughs>
0: it's very clunky hopefully it's a little smooth i really just they just tweak it because like they're it's got apparently
1: like... gonna fix backstabs and parries and that sort of yeah thing.
0: they're very like clunky like if you're at 45-degree angle on their back, you'll just snap behind them and then stab them with the animation quality. It, I
1: didn't mind it because I am a slower, usually heavier character, so Sword I'm not board, all about man. that speed. Swordboard. Either way, I am just
2: glad I'll be able to get past Sen's Fortress now because I have been trying... <laughs> forward, not not actively. I haven't tried in a long time, but I've just never passed Sen's Fortress whenever I've been playing Dark Souls 1. So... You guys will carry me through that, please, yeah. and then I will we'll figure definitely... out where half of the Dark Souls three references are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's there's plenty there. Um, actually, on the on the on the note of Souls games, Demon Souls servers shut down at the end of February. Um, so I've redownloaded it on my PS3, and I'm gonna I have to I'm like I have to finish it before then because I want to experience like the the monk boss that's an NPC, and, uh, sorry, it's an actual person and stuff like that. And I feel like it's going to be pretty active in the last one. what? There's a boss that has to be someone, yes. an
1: actual player?
0: Yeah, so it pulls in real people. Like, if there's no one around, it'll use an NPC. How
1: does that... How does So it that's what it'll
0: do, though. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather play the game the way... And also, all, all co-op, all invaders, all that kind of stuff will no longer... Be available, so you know, and it's probably like going to be very like I've tried to play it maybe two years ago, three years ago, and it wasn't very active, of course, because no one expected yeah. it to be shut down. But I feel like in this last month, it heaps of people are going to be on, which is probably the best time to play.
2: this does, does Sony? What's Sony doing? They get Demon Souls, then they don't do anything with it, and it shuts down. Then they get Bloodborne, and then I feel like Bloodborne potentially will have the same fate. It needs more. I don't like... And then Dark Souls, they said that 3 was going to be the last one. And I just like these IPs, okay? Well, we this know something cool. else is coming. Yes, from, we... from. <laughs> from. From. From, um, from. From, from. I don't know. I just like these IPs. Like, I know some people are like, oh, don't beat a dead horse. Like, don't make so many sequels. But, I mean, it's so just... games. And it, games you can have forever.
0: If they change up the, like setting and stuff i mean to be honest i'd keep taking dark souls games forever like i mean the dark souls to bloodborne felt like enough of a change that because it did still tweak the combat in certain ways so it's still like it's reminiscent enough to be like yes i enjoy this but different enough to be something you're really keen to experience
2: so i have a question what uh console are you getting your dark souls remastered on
0: man i'm really tempted to get it on switch (laughs)
2: <laughs> what about you, Michael? I'm feeling Switch as well. Well, talking about the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> did you guys hear of a new ga- game, series of games?
1: Uh, experience? Pod? Interactive L- experience? Is it like a VR world style no. game?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Nintendo Labo. Is it Labo? Labo?
1: Labo? 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 I think it's Labo labo nintendo yeah Yeah, i think it's
2: like laboratory is what it's supposed to be yeah
1: (laughs) i love how that's how it's said laboratory laboratory
2: (laughs) i'm making a point anyway what do you guys what do you guys think of that
0: um i'm interested man i'm i'm keen but i'm curious to see how the games pan out i think that it's quite clever
2: i think it's really good for kids. like I'm going to get it. Don't get me wrong.
0: I'm going to get it. But
2: I think this is like crazy good for kids. Um, yeah. Looking at it and like, imagine being a kid and imagine having that It'd be so good. Cause they got, I should pull up what they actually have. They got a piano. They have that big See, robot thing. That's
1: awesome. That piano, the yes. other stuff feels quite kiddy, but that as an idea is really quite genius. To You'll use see. the IR camera to see the keys moving, to play music in the game. That's great. Oh,
2: you know what you'd like? The fishing one. There's a fishing one. You'd oh, love yeah. That I'm going
1: to be all over that. The I, played, I played a lot of fishing games on the Wii.
0: Well, now you can play it on the Switch. Like, right, I I've, I've just traded them in. My um, thought is, like, they seem like they're trying to be a more affordable version of, like, uh, to a degree, like, remember on the Wii, they had, like, you could get, like, the Wii sports, like, tennis racket and baseball and golf club. Yeah. yeah. But more affordable, more accessible, and more games. My only concern is, like, are the games going to be w- worth it? Like, the cardboard idea on itself is great, but it's just, like, Nintendo's recent minigame uh, content hasn't been super engaging or or long-lasting. S- like, the the... 1-2-Switch is like a fun party game to pull out once or twice or for a little bit like select games are good on it Um and same with Nintendo Land was a pretty good one but same thing it's like only one or two games are really good only in a party environment so it's like are these going to be similar where it's like are oh, only like four out of the eight games are like really worth it. and even then it's only good for like two hours each. Well one isn't, isn't even a game
1: which is Have which you... one? Uh, it's a remote control car.
2: You get two of them. They look more like bugs, though, don't they?
1: Yeah, they look like bugs. And I think it's the Joy-Con vibration, depending on which way the vibrators within, I guess, oscillate, changes the direction of the car. I
0: think... And that's it? It's just an RC car? It doesn't have any game? Yeah, no, game to, to it.
1: From
2: what I've heard, and I could be wrong, or oh, this could be fake news, but I read somewhere... It was somewhere. Come on. It was on Reddit. Let's be real here. Um, but I read somewhere that with the RC cars, you make an obstacle course, and then you, like, leave the room or something, um, and then it will actually show you a feed from, a black and white feed from the right controller's infrared camera.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: so you need to navigate this obstacle course, and you can see using the infrared. I could, that could have been made up information, but it looks true because when you see, I'm looking at the EP Games (laughs) website and it's got, you get two RC cars and with that there's like three little, uh, what do you call them? Obstacles? Yeah, obstacles. And then you also get a fishing rod, a house, which I reckon house looks the worst. (laughs) From, from me watching the trailer, I'm like, this is, what is that? It's a house. You get a tap. You p- p- put water in your house. Ha, ha, ha. What? <laughs> uh, you, you get a Matt, motorbike. i now
0: live your dream of owning a home. Uh,
2: yes, I can. It's uh, and, on the
1: switch. Yeah.
2: And a piano. And then you get your big robot kit.
0: Mm. I Because you posted the pack that was like, it's like 100 Australian dollars, 80 US, I think it was. And it's like 27, like eight or 30 pieces of cardboard and all the string and all the stuff. Yeah. I saw some people like going like that's way too much for some cardboard. But people are like, it includes the game plus all the tools you need. Like it's pretty well priced. The markup would still be huge. It's smart from Nintendo's
1: point of view that they can make peripherals very affordably for themselves and in it- a time when they're becoming more conscious about their quarter to quarter finances. Yeah. But yes, because it has the game. If it if it was all plastic like they used to be, and you got a pack like that, it'd probably be two hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, so it's like for like a game is like about eighty dollars Australian. So it's like for twenty dollars more, you're getting all the cardboard bits you need, all the string, yeah. and you know all the helpful stuff. Um, that's not too bad for a bunch of cardboard.
2: And I think I think the whole like. I think the game isn't the game, so to speak. I think as well the game is um, when you make it and then discover how it works. Like that's gonna be really good for kids. Like, oh yeah. I I'm imagining how me as a kid would have reacted to like this thing that it's like not only you make it, it and then it tells you how to make it. That's Legos. Legos are forever. <laughs> that's. <laughs> But then you get to see how it works, and you learn how, and then your brain gets bigger, and then you become a doctor. I don't know. Well, um, it, yes, yeah, it then you work really in complicated. Complicated. I, I, and by the way, I do have confirmation that it does show you a. It's not black and white video. It's it makes it green, so it looks like a night vision overlay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> night cars, night cars, uh, night And yeah, I was also told that you get extras. And that if you talk to Nintendo, they're like, oh, you can get a replacement.
1: But As I, in
0: of cardboard parts?
2: Yes. Oh, okay. I spilled coke on my robot pack.
0: I got too well, into it. I fell over
2: and crushed my cardboard. Maybe it's like it includes insurance. And then it's like uh, fire damage. That's included. Uh, water damage. That's actually not included. Um, and then, but if you, So if you light your wet cardboard assistance. on fire, you should be yes. good. Yeah, just if it gets wet, light it on fire, you'll be fine. What
1: if other games decide to use the Labo gear? I wonder if they'll let them do that. Like, say, with the big robot from the footage, it kind of looks like you're smashing up town. Could Marvel and Disney release a Hulk game and say, use the Nintendo Labo power
0: pack or whatever it's called? I guess they could, but it would just not be smart because you're basing your whole game on people buying a peripheral. We've never we've seen that before. (laughs) We've seen that many times, but not from a third party. You know, like or uh, tell me otherwise. But it's like like Nintendo have done it and then based their whole game around a concept or or the the mechanic. But like for then someone else to be like, yes, use Nintendo's Labo for our game. That's how it's
1: happened with the Wii
0: with VR. But VR is a platform of its own, so that's just... Yeah. And that's so true. is Labo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Labo a is a Labo.
2: platform. Um, no, I reckon it's also kind of a thing of Nintendo going like, not necessarily to its competitors, but to its developers saying, look, look at what you can do. Like, get off, get out of your ass, go do it. <laughs> Stop talking about us. it. Stop talking about how
0: little power we've got and go make something new and exciting.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you've been whinging. I'm looking. Hey, EA. I am talking to you. Don't don't walk away. Ah, oh, he's doing microtransactions. Never mind. Um, he
1: yeah, would be like, "Hey, here's the cardboard. It forms a loot box. Open it. <laughs>
2: Real and life. And it automatically
1: box. charges five dollars every time.
0: Oh.
2: Now that would. Okay. That would be really good for like a streamer or something who plays like Overwatch a lot and has a physical loot box and opens it. And every time he opens it, it automatically like buys a loot box for him. That'd be cool. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, though. That's... Should we talk about something else?
1: I don't even know
0: how to segue to this next one. No, well, I mean, I was going to say, I was. let me take this one for you. Ready? You ready okay, for this one? thanks. My microtransactions. I don't want to see those. You know how else you can't see? John Cena, who has been rumored, was it confirmed or rumored to play Duke Nukem in an upcoming live-action Duke Nukem movie?
2: I think he's. I think it's in talks.
1: He's really getting into acting, and uh, now he's just—he's already jumping the shark.
0: Also, just so you know, I'm totally going to put in the John Cena theme music somewhere in there.
2: Ah, good, good gravy. Um, I think I is Duke Nukem gonna work though? That's my question.
0: No, casting
2: John Cena as Duke Nukem, perfect. Will a Duke Nukem movie work though? Because the point of Duke Nukem, it was in the nineties ish, and it was like, hey, uh, you know how we've just recently recognized that females are people too? Well, not exactly, not that far, but let's subjectify them in
1: one quick stint. Get it all off our Get it all off our chests. Yeah, from what I know of Duke Nukem, it's like imagine Deadpool, but as an eighties action hero, and it's just and aliens. And, like, some somehow more juvenile.
0: Yeah,
2: pretty yeah. much. And then, um, I think that's why. I think that's why Duke Nukem Forever didn't work. Not because it was necessary. Well, it was bad,
0: <laughs> but. <gasps> Next game for the podcast? No, no, not next game. For the I'm podcast. absolutely. But because, it up at some point.
2: because by like 2011, it was like, well, this isn't funny anymore. You just you're making jokes about like I can, I think it's because of the readiness of like more other sexual stuff that isn't as distasteful. Because back in the 80s, you'd take what you could get. <laughs> but, but then, so I should say in the 90s because that's when Duke Nukem actually came out, came out. But then 2011, it's everywhere. It's it's even in your church. You get nuns wearing very inappropriate stuff. What? What are you talking
1: about? Which church
2: are you going to? <laughs> I'm exaggerating to prove a point. My point is, is, Duke Nukem is, I think, should was born in the 90s. And should stay in the nineties. Yeah. Died. <laughs> the 90s. He died in the nineties, according no, to he this died Wikipedia in the Wikipedia No one liked it in the nineties. No, in, according to this Wikipedia page, he died in 1996.
0: What? When did Forever come out?
2: 2011.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the, the tens. No. Like that was he, the he, end. That of doesn't Duke count. No, that, that was like was the, it still that was set in the nineties.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: I don't know, but, but it's apparently, definitely like. That killed any chance of Duke Nukem being a thing beyond the 90s.
2: That just, said, Duke Nukem 3D was was released for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 in 2016. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, people get their nostalgia. I mean, the game itself, like the gameplay is good. Some of the content is um, questionable, but that's you, there's no gameplay in movies. So it'd be curious. I'm curious to see how it comes out. Like, horrified and curious. Yeah.
1: Games don't translate well into movies. We've played, we did an episode with the Grinch of a movie turned into a game and we saw how that went, but I still think that works better than movies that are based on games.
0: Yeah, we had to see a really good one, aren't we?
1: We should do a genre of that. Play the game that inspired a movie. So like a Chronicles of Riddick or a, a Max Payne.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Things like that. And then compare it to the movie.
1: Yeah, and see which one we enjoy more.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, technically
1: speaking,
2: The
0: Grinch was a book first.
2: But I suppose the game was based 100%. Are you going to help us out with another segue here, Adrian?
0: Uh, No, this one. This this game deserves... Deserves? Requires no segue. It's a
1: real paradigm to Uh, get there.
0: Play some Fat Beatsies. Insert Beatsy's here. That yeah, Paradigm. That's what we've been playing for the past fortnight. Uh, an Australian-made game that was kickstarted. I didn't know that. I, I heard it was Australian. It came out last year. I didn't realize it was kickstarted until like the crane credits started coming through.
1: What was their goal? How how much money did it take to make?
0: I'm pulling it up right now.
1: This know. is happening live.
2: He's going to be doing it faster than me because I'm typing with one hand.
0: Oh, well, my uh, internet's not the greatest. <laughs> but, oh. uh, uh, can I beat them? You, you probably will. There oh, we go. Paradigm, September
2: 6, 2014. Their goal was uh, pledge a dollar more. Wait, no, that's not it. They had $36,000 to help they bring had, this yeah,
0: project to life. So they, they originally wanted 14000 and they got 36 and a dollars which is pretty good, backed by 1,387 people.
2: You can literally pledge a dollar for an internet high five.
0: Ed McMillan <laughs> from from Super Meat Boy and such uh, talked about this like there's quotes on the on the uh, Kickstarter page Sam from Rock Paper Shotgun all oh, that's some big like backing no wonder it took it's off. It's a
1: very well-received game. It did it was critically well received.
0: Yeah. How was it received by us though?
2: I loved it
0: loved it like i think
2: i think i wouldn't say it's like it's a a, it's not gameplay wise it's not a masterpiece at any rate i was gonna say (laughs) but that's probably my only complaint is the clunkiness of the controls but that kind of happens in point and click adventure anyway so yeah that's more that's more the uh um the gameplay no the genre that i have a complaint with
0: the actual talking and
2: stuff was the best. Yeah.
0: The game like I didn't really have any problems with the I never came across glitches or anything like that, so the, the technical aspect of the game was great and the I really like the art style, looked really cool.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm a big fan of adventure games or point and click adventure games and this one is what you want the modern ones to be like. A lot of them I guess have gone for a more more cartoony appeal. But they, it can be hard to come by like really good modern ones. All the best point and clicks are revered as classics. Yeah. And this comes along. And I'm not so sure about the puzzles, but the the game as a whole and the story. And that's what really drives a lot of point and click adventures, the story. That's where it's at. Awesome voice acting. Awesome script. I want more because I haven't finished it yet, but I want more.
0: Oh, that's that's good. You got There's plenty of good stuff. Here's a question, right? So we all liked it. What level, if you've got the Kickstarter open, what level, pledge level, would you have backed it if you had have caught this before and you were going to back it? How far would you have gone? The $15, the game? The $35 game and soundtrack and art book? $65 B in the game? Um, hmm. I did see that
2: there was a... Specific pledge. Hang on, my mouse has conveniently run out of batteries as I'm trying to scroll up this here. Uh, I am thinking I could go for that two thousand dollar make your own adventure game
0: <laughs> workshop, um, but probably not. Um, like I, I would actually consider like between like the thirty five or sixty five dollar one just to be like. $65, be in the game. So you get all yeah. the previous rewards, the game, the soundtrack, the art book, which is the $35 one. Plus your likeness is used in the game. Your name will appear somewhere in the game, whether it be Prodigy, Children, Computer, Register, Passive Aggressive, Post-it Notes, etc., etc. 67 <laughs> people back that far.
2: Yeah, I, I think I would go the $65 one.
1: See, I, hmm, I'd consider it for being in it. But I don't particularly, I don't think I'm a real collector of artwork and things like that anymore. Mm. Um, So I would probably go lower because I don't really want or need the extra stuff. But if someone said, well, hey, you get to be in it? That'd be pretty good. Especially because the guy who made it, Jacob Janurka, is based in Perth, Australia.
0: Oh, is he? Yes. I thought, because I saw the face on, oh no, that's someone else's face. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting that's cool I didn't realize that
1: yeah and it's so, like so you might like if we backed it back when we were in Perth during that time well you're still there <laughs> then it's like <laughs> then you could I wonder if he would he'd like show you early stuff or get you in imagine putting your voice in the game oh yeah no oh, that'd be so good so that's a cool thing to try and be like a part of
0: a part creation. of the creation yeah. Yeah, from Perth, Australia. There you go. I'm trying to look up when it went, when the Kickstarter went live. It doesn't say here, not simply, but it does say here's the thing because a lot of Kickstarters, right, don't come out when they say they're going to come out, and some don't come out at all. The estimated delivery date of this one was July 2015, right? The game actually released April 2017. So that's almost two years after. Do you think people got worried that it wasn't going to come out at all?
2: Mm-hmm. Depends on how many updates he
1: had? Question mark.
0: Twenty nine updates.
1: Get, the Kickstarter was launched in September of twenty
0: fourteen. So that's uh, almost three years later. Two and a half years it took to make from the Kickstarter.
1: And I'm assuming, based on a look at like some of his work, he would have had sort of quite a bit of it ready to go. At least. He would have had like his art direction nailed down and, yeah. and all that. So it just came down to the actual building of the game. And if he was a full one-man team, do we know if he was? Did he do all the programming?
0: Uh, no, I think he had some others. I don't know how many more.
1: Well, then he would have probably had to hire them and then maybe, maybe they can't be quite a dedicated team. With a pledge of 36,000, you might not be able to be because that's less than... What that's like one person's annual wage or minimum wage, yeah. Or so.
0: yeah. so, yeah, I think it's, it's a pretty good for like where it came from and and you know the backing it got and and such.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm looking it up. I think
2: you'd be watching, um, he he does just enough. I'd say he does just enough updates on his Kickstarter that I would not be scared. Just like a Kickstarter that I kickstarted back in April last year that I still haven't got, but there's been so many updates that I am confident I'm gonna get it. In fact, it's shipped. That's not important. I'm talking about me now. Let's talk about the game. <laughs> um, I think he. It's kind of weird because it's kind of it's based off uh eastern european style of stuff like i'm not confident enough to say whether or not it's russian or polish or whatever it's all it's, it's all of them because in the game it does say oh this is russian this is polish blah 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 um but it's funny because it's also got that very australian sense of humor oh yeah like especially when you're looking at you know, what is it, John three thousand who is an Oka Aussie machine.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But I think just some mannerisms and the style of talking, it's like, well, this is this is Australia twenty seventeen in a game.
1: Yeah, I felt uh- that with even if it was a different voice actor or someone putting on a voice of say an English character or something. Like a British character. The the script was still quite Australian in humour. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Cause we've seen it with things like like Thor Ragnarok showed off like New Zealand sense of humor, which is which we relate to in Australia really well. It's that kind of we have our own thing going on down under.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our own like brand of comedy. Yeah and Just, I guess like talking comedy because a lot of the options, talking options in this were like just so funny. I'm like that's exactly what I would love to ask. (laughs) That's what I'm going to (laughs) click.
2: There are so many things. It's mostly when it doesn't matter but there's so many times I'm looking at it like at all these options and it's like just one of them will be like cool blimey and it's like what are you doing there? Get out of here. (laughs)
0: that's not australian enough some of the puzzles so let's get into like the the i guess the the adventure game side of this the puzzles and the collecting and the clicking the clicking's a big one i really like the addition of the tumor um pointing out the places to click because that always annoys me in adventure and and clicks is like where do i where do i click what so this, can I do? Yeah. Like, this tells you everything. And I liked I really loved his voice the the tumor's voice.
2: Um I think it was also very good. The tumor wasn't very helpful because I'm like, oh I need help. And he's like, Well go to the website. And I'm like, no, you should be able to give me a hint. But I like when you do something wrong, um, paradigm calls you out. He's like, that's a stupid thing to do or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, at least
1: he's telling me that it doesn't work. Or well, sometimes where you would think a verb should be effectively like the same result. He goes like, why would I do that? So an early example was on the intercom at the not the drug dealer's house. What do you do with an intercom? You talk through an intercom. So I used yeah. to talk to intercom. And he goes, I think I'd have to push it first. And it's like, uh, yeah. just, it's got, eventually you will talk to it. So why can't it have the same result if I choose either? Yeah. Some and a the lot of like... adventure games do that.
2: Because paradigms sassy. That's why. Sassy.
0: They just wanted to give the sass. Yeah. Some of those, like, just the interactions are like, there's like too many options, I feel. Like, or maybe it should have just been an overall, like, cut it down to two or three. Cause it's like, Look, play, pick up—like that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. All right. Sorry. You
1: compare it to things like the Scum engine, where it's open, close, give, pull, push, um, pick up, talk to. Like there's like yeah, nine, but those are very so. specific.
0: So like that makes sense. Whereas this is like sometime sometimes. Like th- I think me and Matt were were in the in the office with the water cooler, and I like. I had clicked on everything, I think, but I hadn't, like, cl- clicked, like, open. I'd clicked look at. Yes. As in, like, look in the closet. It was like a cupboard. I was like, look in the cupboard. And I was like, he's, he just looked at the cupboard rather than, like, open it, look in it. I was like, Ugh, that's, like, that's uh, yeah. that's Cause it's not the same, basically, thing. Come on. Because it's then not ag- look. It's look at, specifically.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Then again, I was going to say, that's part of the sense of humor, I guess, which yeah. is fair in its own way.
0: Definitely adds more comedy.
2: Uh it it is a funny game. Like, there's I don't know if there's were times that I was, you know, laughing, like, obnoxiously as tears streamed on my cheeks. I don't think there was ever that. But pretty much the whole time I was smiling. Yeah. Because it's it's good.
0: almost all the jokes hit like and you at least go like (laughs) like not feel like very few of them were like uh what
2: yeah there there was no time that I was like what the hell what's going on here man nah it it was all good all the time I need to ask before we deliberate more how far have you gotten into it Michael like one act
0: (laughs) okay that's not too bad because there's only three I thought there were only
2: two but um where where in that first act because I don't want to breach too hard.
1: I don't really mind. You can go wherever you want to go because um Actually, I'm sure I will appreciate any puzzle hints you give me at the time. <laughs> yeah, especially towards uh, the end they get pretty I difficult. have to find the code to do boosting thugs properly.
2: Yes. Do you, so do you, do you, do you want a direct hint act? for that one?
1: <laughs> sure, go for it. You're
2: supposed to listen. You got to go to Paradigm's house, and it's got a radio show. And you got to listen to one of the shows, and then they say something in sequence, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's a code because that sentence doesn't make sense." And it's like the first letter of every word that he says. It's something okay. like xylophone, zebra,
1: Xerxes. I don't know. Um, see, how do we? How do we even? A, a couple of the puzzles at time have that thing of how am i su- how am i supposed to even yeah. sort of glean
0: that cuz they talk about like that one they talk about like electronic waves or something yeah, and i, I didn't even thinking... make that connection matt was like yeah I have to do this and i was like ah, oh, okay
2: yeah the the one i will say that i definitively had to look up like i had to like i was like what the heck? what am i even doing was the final boss fight
0: oh yeah that's right
2: um because Paradigm was too slow and there's a method to make him faster, but I didn't even click that. Um, but technically it's not cheating because the game tells you to look it up. So uh, One of those ones. <laughs> well, no, because um, when you ask the tumor for help, he says just go on, look at the walkthrough.
0: That not that a bit of a um, an assumption by the creator to be like, yeah, we'll be popular enough to get a walkthrough?
1: No, no, he it links to their website and pretty Oh, sure. okay. Well that's good that they came up with one. So I guess it's a it's an adventure game joke as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have rathered him just say,
2: What if you do this? Like, well, have you tried What if you try this? Yeah. Yeah. Um I think my favorite voices in these games are definitely not voices. <laughs> <laughs> L- for like, for example. Like there's the water cooler, which oh, yeah. I think you would have seen but not talked to yet, Michael. Yes, but he he's like, but he you can hear the words he's saying. It's cool. It's good stuff. And the only one that I didn't love was the pug. I don't know why British <laughs> British glam. It didn't it didn't ju- vibe well with me.
0: No. You didn't you didn't feel it.
1: I wasn't feeling it. No, is that in the like the Church of Metal? It yeah. sure is. I watched you guys play um, a bit of that sort
0: of chapter on the stream. Yeah, that yes. was uh, that was a good one.
2: Yeah, that pug, like he's funny, but I don't know. Just the voice. I wasn't wise.
0: expecting it. Yeah, that's, and that's that's that should be the tagline for this game. I wasn't expecting that because it's it is, just so whack. It's a crazy game, <laughs> and the craziness, like. The craziness I assumed was going to like, I thought it would be like, this is too crazy to be like any sort of like good, not good. But like, I was like, is it going to be so crazy? It's not going to have like a proper story or, um uh, you know, good characters or anything like it's just going to be one crazy thing to the next and then you leave it behind. But the game actually has like a, a story that by the end wraps up and you're like, okay, interesting. Like that, that's why that is. Like, that's why everything's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's not necessarily like it has... I wouldn't say it has the best lore.
0: But the it's first, got lore.
2: Yeah, that's what I was expecting. it does expecting. have lore. The first half of the game, I was just expecting it to be this kind of Fallout wasteland kind of thing. But then there was magic and reception nights <laughs> that was great <laughs> and like so I feel like really the rules are there
0: are no rules because they make a joke in the game about something like this could have been a D&D campaign and I'm like I swear to god this is and so, like someone's made a crazy D&D campaign and they made an adventure game out of it because it just feels like that like it starts off like a fetch quest and you're like and I was like, okay, well, it's just going to be Fetch Quest. Getting Did like you Ogg. talk
1: to uh, the Not A Drug Dealer about his real name? No. He says that, um, I can't remember what his name is, but he says that he was named after his like dad's d character.
2: Yes, that's right. I do remember him saying that. And it was something stupid.
1: Like a dwarvish sort of yeah. stupid name. So maybe, that, maybe you're onto something. Maybe the guys who all made it, like Jacob, are very into D&D and use that games, to help yeah. develop yeah, I f- the quest. Because as, like, I'm sure
2: Adrian will appreciate this, but as a, like, DM from time to time, some of the shit that players make up will baffle you. <laughs> and so I would not be surprised. Oh, that's a talking eggplant. How did you... All right, sure, he's a talking eggplant. And he beatboxes. All right, and he beatboxes. Like, just... It's... Yeah,
0: like, it sounds like, it just seems like a D&D campaign someone's done. Like, the DM's just gone, all right, well, I'll go with whatever you're doing. <laughs> all right, we're on to you, Jacob. We we figured this out. We, now we can make an adventure game. We do just play D&D. Do we have a favorite character, though? I mean, paradigm. <laughs> yeah, paradigm. He's very good. I like the he... cone guy. What is his name, Captain? Yes. Cone or something like that. No, it's just the cone. The, the, the cone. cone. Okay.
2: That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Mine is probably the cone. There's something about the cone
1: that just speaks to me. Is it revealed later where he ran away by seeing the rocket cone? Not really. There's
0: a, re- There's a like, isn't it? It's said that he doesn't like it because reason. I think it's like.
1: Yeah, but I was a bit confused. I was like, "Oh,
0: okay."
2: <laughs> I think it's just a like joke because he said, "Yeah, uh, when cones fly," and then he was like, "Ah, oh, that's his weakness," and then it actually was yeah. his weakness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's just the joke. Um, but there is at the end, kind of spoilers. I think he's talking to like a whole group of cones, <laughs> and he's like, "Don't." Don't do bad things, cause I've seen some real shit, man. Like, I've seen
0: some of you fly.
2: Yeah, I've seen some of you fly. So you
1: behave.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the gist of it. Good times. Uh, what else? <laughs> uh, who was I? I like I basically like characters on their voices. So I mean, Space Cadet was a cool Space Cadet was a cool character, just because he was so messed up. <laughs> I, all the characters are, like, memorable enough to be cool. That's the thing. Because like, it does seem like there's a huge cast, which is good. Yeah, it's pretty limited, uh, but in a good way, because then the characters are remembered. You're like, oh, that's Space Cadet. That's, um, was it John 3000 or whatever? Yep. <laughs> so well remembered. <laughs> well, I, remember... I remember. The name is irrelevant.
2: <laughs> the point is you remember the good feeling you had when you were playing the game. Yes. Uh reception <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm just still on this Kickstarter and the Kickstarter is written out like the
0: game. Like as in as if Paradigm is talking.
2: Yeah, so like back let, let me let me go back a few steps and we'll, the pledge $1 or more for an internet high five and then the comment says, "Hey, did I mention you're pretty swell? You have all of my internet high fives." Like That's how
0: that's how he'd say it. That's how. He, maybe this is made by Paradigm himself.
2: Hang on. Do we have a photo of Jacob Janoka? What does his head look like?
1: <laughs> Not like
0: Paradigm's.
2: <laughs> okay. That's uh, that's a bit disappointing.
0: The thing is, look, I'm looking at here that we didn't even, or the backers on this didn't even reach all the stretch goals. That was a $60,000 one. More question marks in the game. And it they didn't do it. And no one pledged. Two thousand dollars. No one.
1: There was a one thousand dollar pledger, part of a three day workshop.
2: But no two thousand.
1: No, that was make your own adventure game workshop five days.
2: We could have learned. We could have you... done that. Two thousand or more. If I'll spend five days with you, if you and to start your own adventure game. In person, if you can get to Perth, we should have done that.
0: Oh, well, should we go back in time? I think we need
2: to. I think I'm sure <laughs> we could still give Jacob two thousand dollars.
1: I like this. It will include help with developing the idea, concept art, teaching you how to use Visionaire,
0: and super uplifting comments. <laughs> super uplifting. <laughs> It'll be like Dead Poet Society, but with less standing on tables. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I can't have that. I mean, I wanted to stand on tables. Yeah, what's the point if there's no table standing?
2: Uh th- look, there's not much more if cuz this is supposed to be a, like this is supposed to be like a game club. So, really audience listener, you should play along. Ha- you should have played already before listening. That's okay though if you haven't. There's there's not much more I can verbally say. It's hard to quantify how hilarious and ridiculous and good this game is
0: it's a game you need to really experience yourself yourself us telling you about it because there's only so much justice we can do it you need to play it i and think you would really spoil it by talking so much
1: about it because it doesn't have because it's one type of gameplay. You can't dive too much into it or you'll get into puzzles and story and things. yeah like that.
0: if you want to I, I think i imagine this still works if you go to the kickstarter page which is still up you can download an alpha demo. I'm just seeing if it works now. But it's there, so if you want to give it a try, what is it, $20 on Steam? 20 AD?
2: Yeah. It says that uh, Mac and Linux uh, version of the de- demo are coming soon. Um, so I wouldn't exactly hold on to your hats if you have Mac or Linux, but Windows version of the alpha demo is available. <laughs> there you go. They're not paying us at all. This is just how professional I am when I make a... Podcast about a video game that I enjoy. Poor, you better watch out.
0: Now let's get down to the the question we come here to ask: Is this a game for a busy gamer? That's the question. I think, I think it is. It's short enough that you can do it in little bursts. Like we got through like eighty percent of the game in two two-hour stints. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I reckon this is. The game for busy gamer, it's interesting enough to keep you keep you there, and but it's not so long that you're not going to find the time for it, or it's you'll lose interest.
2: Yeah, I think it is five to six hours long. That's a good. That's a very good time. You know, if that's what half an hour, then that's a fortnight almost. if you can only get half an hour a night, kind of thing. I'm I'm trying to gauge your busyness. I don't know how busy you are, man. You could be.
1: If busy. you are moving state busy, maybe not. Maybe. But <laughs> I, I think in the time that I play, I was making good progress, and I think so. Going off your estimation of about six hours, I'll probably try and sneak it in at the same time as that we're playing the next game.
2: I think what, I think, I don't know how to like say this exactly, but I've been talking about the walkthrough. Um, and I only used it very little. I'm not trying to boast I'm because the point I'm trying to make is I think that this is a game that you can even just walk through it if you don't like the puzzles, if you don't want to spend too much time on the puzzles. If you just use a walkthrough to get through the puzzles, I think the rest of the game still it's, stands. Yeah. Like I think it's that good. And the
0: comedy so, content is enough to play this game even if you Um, autopiloted all the puzzles.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think it's a fantastic. Funny. It's funny.
1: That's that's the point.
2: Now, and then, Michael, what were you saying about the next game? You were saying something about the next game?
1: Oh, the next game. It came out today. (laughs) The day we're recording. (laughs) Yes. uh, The past for you, dear listener. But it's something we have learned to love, and maybe you can too if you're not a fan already, we are talking about Monster Hunter
0: World. World (laughs) specifically? Yes.
1: Specifically
2: Worlds. We're not going to play the original on the PlayStation 2.
0: No. We're not even going to play Monster Hunter 4U, which we played heaps of on the 3DS. We're going for Monster Hunter World on the PS4. Ooh, I'm so, Oh, I'm so excited!
1: And this is the this is the thing we're gonna find out in a podcast called No Time to Grind. Can we play possibly one of the grindiest games
0: ever? <laughs> How much of the game can we play? Look, if it was on the Switch, I'd be playing heaps more. But that's that's for a topic for the next podcast <laughs> next, next week. Uh, Join next us, week. man! It's coming out today. If you've got a PS4 or an Xbox, it's coming out today well by the time it's this it's already out you've missed out on a whole weekend of grinding tough luck uh getting <laughs> on it now because i feel like it's gonna be pretty well done pretty big yeah we've
2: we played the beta it's already a good game like for all for all the good things i can say about paradigm it's like i know that monster hunter world already is a good game so this you can't lose there if if you like my opinions you you go now buy paradigm buy monster hunter if you get bored of one play the other you'll be fine you'll be fine it's
0: easy don't do anything else don't even if you're a busy gamer doesn't matter it's there's a it's a public holiday here it's a long weekend maybe it's not where you are but do it anyway
2: yeah i think look you gotta you're a busy gamer i understand that i i can relate just poop pee eat breakfast (laughs) And play Paradigm at the same time. you got a laptop. I'm sure you do. <laughs> mm, you can do it. You, that's multitasking. You do that for 15 more minutes every morning. You'll be done in
0: a month. Paradigm on the Switch.
2: Do every Look, everything on it's the right Switch. Coming. Everything on the Switch. <laughs> this can it go on the Switch? I'm sh- sure anything could go on the Switch. It's
0: a touch screen, isn't it? Yeah, it does have a
1: touchscreen. I've played a adventure game on the Switch. There you go. It's possible. I think go
0: Jacob, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, good Jacob.
2: Uh, that was one of the pieces of news that I we didn't say, and I'm just going to quickly say the the headline, and that's just the Switch surpassed PS2's first year sales in Japan, and it's the best selling console, the fastest selling console uh, in of all time in the US. So you know what? Where we don't sponsor the Switch, the Switch sponsors mankind. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sponsors gamers everywhere. Uh, And if you want to sponsor us, help us out. Listen to us. Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, on all your favorite podcast apps. Give us some reviews as well. Let us know how we're going. Like we review these games, you can review us. Yeah. You don't Uh, literally have to give us money. (laughs) No, not at all. You actually have
1: to sponsor us with your pockets, just with your ears. And if
2: somehow you like us, but not playing games... You can see
0: us playing the games on our stream. Yeah, we've got a stream, grind time underscore TV on Twitch. Uh, we're on 7pm Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Australian Western Standard Time. We play for a couple of hours. We play some different games. This fortnight is going to be 100% Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Maybe even I'll pop in extra streams of Monster Hunter World because I feel like that's all I'm going to play.
1: Oh, Open, open your
0: party up to chat. Ah, theories. yeah. I'm yeah. down for that. We're we're about to go or get copies of it and play it. <laughs> so, yes, join us. Or maybe you can join us on the stream as well, young Michael. Possibly.
2: Uh, well, I mean, it'll be, what, 9.30 for you and you have to wake up at 4 a.m.? So, yes. probably not.
0: <laughs> Damn daylight savings. Look, you got to get the grind in this sometime.
1: <laughs> I'll have finished my grind. And gone to bed before you even start yours. <laughs> <laughs> is
2: is that deep? I don't
1: know. Is that deep?
2: Yeah, it, I, it sounds like it could be deep. It sounds like a twelve year old could take that sentence and work it and put it um, in their Facebook put cover it on a photo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it could be I deep. I sleep
1: while you grind. Yeah. And like you grind well, while I when, sleep.
2: <laughs> when you sleep, I study the blade.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
2: Oh, no, the podcast is derailing. Quick, end it. Wrap it up.
1: (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of No Time to Grind featuring Paradigm. Join us next time for Monster Hunter World or whatever console that you like. As always, I've
0: been Michael. I've been Matt. And I've been Adrian. And we will see you in two weeks. See you out on the grind for Monster Hunter World. Insert Beatsies. Insert Beatsies. He had some good Beatsies as well, like right at the end.
2: Oh, man. Like that, yeah, the ending. That was a good beat with the credits. Yeah.